You are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us this Sunday morning for The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon and very happy that you were probably snowed in and listening to us. I know that sounds weird <laughs> that I'm saying that it's happy that it snowed in April, but hashtag positivity, everybody. Thank you for joining us, My Talkers. And thank you very much for listening to The Mom Show every week. Uh, just remind everybody what we do here is that we are a repository of information for all of the families and the moms out there. So normally you go, I meant to look that up or I hear these words and I don't quite know what they mean. But I get busy and I don't really have time to go and look all these things out. So we have a panel of experts that rotate through to help you in your family words of wisdom. That's what we will do. So we'll get you set for the week. And uh, this week we are joined by our good friend from Clear Step Financial, Cassandra Brazier, our financial advisor and the branch manager. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning, Ms. Yes, today is going to be fun. Um, But before we get to the topic of today, I just want to remind everybody what you have going on over at Clear Step Financial. Because you hear about, okay, maybe I need a financial planner. I could use some advice on this. But Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to determine whether you're the person that should go and get some assistance. Mm -hmm. So why would I come see a financial planner? Well, there could be any number of reasons. Sometimes it's a life-changing experience where either you changed a job, maybe you got married, maybe you had a child, maybe you got divorced, maybe you moved and you're in a new home and so your finances have kind of shifted. So there can be any number of reasons that someone might reach out. Maybe you're getting closer to retirement. Maybe you have a child going off to college. We actually just did a college seminar this last week at our office and went through some different topics. We touched on legal documents and things that are really critical to have when your child goes off to college because that's, I don't, I've not seen colleges and things that really give a lot of that kind of advice and guidance for parents. Um, And then there's also the being smart on social media. That's a big deal for kids going off to college, right? Right. So how do you be safe? And that was a topic that we talked about. And then also using it to leverage your career in the future. Um, Then we also just talked about their career planning side of it. And then how to be smart financially. Of course, we touched on that as well. Yes. And just teaching them some good savings and investing habits and things right off the bat just to set them up for the rest of their life. It was a great seminar. We we do lots of educational seminars and things in our office. So we actually have an estate planning seminar is our last one of the spring season that we have coming. It doesn't feel like spring. No. But (laughs) the last one of our spring season is is May 17th. So if anyone's interested in an estate planning seminar, just some great information on being able to get everything in place for that, let me know. Just get in touch. um, Either email, look look me up on the Facebook page, Moms Talk Money. But absolutely, we have have room for people who are interested to attend. And one of the things I think is great about talking to you, Cassandra, and hanging out over at Clear Step Financial is I was in that position personally where I'm going, I don't even know what question to ask. Am mm-hmm. I in the am I going in the right direction? What am I supposed to be doing with my money? Am I doing things that are smart or are I doing things that are stupid? And that's <laughs> one of the things I think is great about talking to a financial advisor is that you can get the entire lay of the land with my financial framework and then mm-hmm. help me put it into an orderly process and see right. what things make sense. Right. And it's and I have to say, first of all, thank you to all the my talkers who have reached out because it's been so much fun. It really has to meet with these people and they really want they want the help. They want the education. They want some guidance. And so I've had so much fun. And 
What's really been exciting is that I've been able to help each one of the people that I've met with in some way, whether it's one or two small ways or whether it's five or six or 10 bigger ways that have really been impactful. It's just been great. I've even, it's fun. I've, I've met with some of the, their kids and been able to kind of help them again, get off to the right start with, with saving in a Roth. Maybe they have a job and they're teenagers. So I'll do that periodically from time to time. But I just did that recently too with one of the clients and it was, it's just fun. I just, I enjoy that. And we appreciate the the differentiation between what you do at ClearStep Financial and just a random financial planner that we might see on Facebook because you're a fiduciary. So what's <laughs> right. the difference between that and what you might just see of somebody standing on a street corner saying, hey, let me tell you what to do with your money? <laughs> well, so there's special licensing that you have to acquire to become a fiduciary and that it, it's becoming more and more desirable now, especially with regulations, with just, I mean, you can imagine. So there's a suitability standard and then there's a fiduciary standard okay suitability means that you just whatever you're doing with someone when you're sitting down with them at that moment it has to make sense all right but two years five years ten years from now there's no ongoing um i guess compliance or there's no ongoing responsibility that they have to continue to make sure that it still makes sense okay so a fiduciary is someone when they sit down with you it's best interest of the client I mean, you have to look across the table at that person like they're a family member, like it's your mom or it's your sister, and you're really trying to do what's in the best interest of them. And then you have that ongoing responsibility as well. Perfect. All right. Well, if you have any questions for Cassandra from ClearStep Financial, you can call us here on The Mom Show at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And she can give you some great uh, resources, some great advice. Remember, this is general advice if you're listening out there, my talkers. We do encourage you to find your own financial planner, possibly uh, get in touch with everybody over at ClearStep Financial. If you need specific advice to your particular situation, we want to make sure you do that. And I also want to remind everybody that Securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investment Incorporated, member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. So we have that out of the way. Uh, So you can say I can read letters. Um, So... We uh, usually we're going to move into this specific topic of talking about uh, Social Security Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the mom show this morning. But again, we always want to remind people just kind of that that seven steps that you have for their financial foundation. So let's kind of just recap some of that real quickly. Yeah, I think it's helpful because Mm -hmm. if you know some of the areas that are resources that you could get help with, sometimes, like you said, you don't even know the questions to ask or that that could be an area that you could get help in. So the first thing we look at is looking at ways to free up money for people. There's lots of ways money can get tied up or it might get it might get hidden really in someone's situation where they don't even realize that they would they could switch this or tweak that and have some more money to work with. Right. That's the first thing we look at. The second thing is managing debt. So if there's any debt in place, we look at strategies to get rid of it as quickly as possible, pay it down, especially high interest debt. Um, but any debt, right? It's just having a plan in place to move forward towards having that paid off. The third thing is your short-term savings. It's good to have some kind of an emergency or contingency fund, right. three to six months of your whatever your expenses are, having that set aside because things happen. Yes, right? I mean. Maybe maybe you need new snow tires. <laughs> maybe you realized that this weekend. But Your snowblower d- right, died and you didn't know that you needed it. One too many snowstorms. <laughs> right. You need a new snowblower, whatever it is. So those things are going to happen. You don't want to have to go back into that cycle of debt if that's where you were before. So then number four is insurance planning. And it's looking at those different pieces of insurance, whether it's life, health, disability, long-term care, and, and making sure those pieces are in place, reevaluating that scenario. Maybe you're all set there. Maybe you're not. Maybe you have too much. Maybe you don't have enough. It's just looking at that picture. Then it's long-term savings. So saving towards retirement, 
And what is it going to take to get there? You want to make sure that all the pieces that you have are working in the right direction so that you are most efficiently getting to your retirement goal. I think that's a great way for you to put it, most efficiently. So right. you're not just throwing it in there and just going, I think I'm doing the right way. You can go, no, 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 this is a, a, a good milestone for you to have along the way so you can mm-hmm. sk- keep track of what you're doing. Right. And I then you get to that goal, you get to where you wanted to be able to retire, and then it's a whole nother planning strategy of taking an income from your savings. Right. Because you want to do that. And again, the same, the best efficient way so that you're not dwindling it down sooner than than you'd want to, right? Which would be, you want it to last forever, ideally, but right. you don't want it to, you, you don't want to outlive your money, basically. So, and then the last piece then is that estate planning piece that we're not estate planning attorneys, but we work with them so that we want to make sure it all, the whole plan is working together and then whatever is there in the end that it goes to wherever you want it to go. And I always like to mention when you hear about estate planning, that should be an empowering thing, not a sad thing. We're not going, oh my gosh, what are we going to do when you die? Don't be sad about it. It's like, no, (laughs) I want to have a great life, but then I want to make sure that I leave something for friends, family, loved ones, whatever. Even if you want to donate all your, your leftover money to like a charity that was important to you. You want to be able to plan for being able to do that. And I think that that's a very cool, empowering thing for people Mm -hmm. to think about. Not like, well, you'll be dead someday. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, you just, it's it's options. It's being able to have options. And there's a lot that you can do with estate planning too, that if you want things to go at a certain age to children or uh, certain amounts at certain ages, there's just, there's a lot of planning you can do with that. Again, that's not my expertise, but I think it's fascinating and it's really neat the things you can do with estate planning. And today we are going to focus on the topic of Social Security. So in those seven steps that we just went through, uh, when we're talking about Social Security, are we mostly putting that into that step of retirement income? Well, it depends on where you're at. Okay. Because if you're retired, that's also part of your income. It's part of your cash flow, right? It could be part of a few different areas, but it is. It's definitely part of that retirement income planning stage because that's when you're going to be drawing it unless you're on disability. Okay. You know, unless you have other scenarios that are uh, coming into place that are affecting where you're at now, if it's before full retirement age or before you start drawing normally for Social Security. So we'll talk a little bit about those things. I think this is going to be so fun. I hope I hope this is not a boring topic because there's so <laughs> many interesting components to Social Security that I think people don't understand at all. Right. And it's going to be great because it's one of those things that it um, causes a bit of anxiety for people. Mm-hmm. We start talking about, is it going to be there when I retire? Right. Is it even something that I should be looking at right now? Yep. And we're going to clear all of that up for the MyTalkers. And my we're going to throw in some fun celebrities into the mix too. Outstanding. Again, if you have a question for Cassandra from Clearstep Financial here on The Mom Show, you can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon, joined from Clearstep Financial, our financial advisor, branch manager, and good friend Cassandra Brazier is with us again this morning. And uh, we're talking about Social Security. So, again, why are we talking about Social Security this morning, Cassandra? Well, it's one of those things you hear about it, you mm-hmm. know it's out there. You just, you, again, I don't, I don't know what everyone's perception of it is because I'm so entwined with it a lot of right. the time, but I find it to be really fascinating. And it's one of those things where it, I mean, really, it's been around for long enough, a few generations now, but not that long. Right. But it's really impacted the way all of us uh, are really looking at our retirement. Because I think about it. 
for two reasons. One, when I get a statement in the mail that says, okay, <laughs> you have social security of, right. and here's what you've, you've gotten or you've accumulated as a, as an employee of a bunch of places. Yeah. And then I think about it when I see it in the news and they go, you're not going to have it. Or <laughs> are we going to have it? Right. And, and all of these things that actually just make you kind of anxious about the whole scenario. So mm-hmm. I never hear about it where they go, let me explain why this might be a thing for you. Right. It just seems like most people say, don't count on it. So, like, (laughs) right. Well, and so that's why I thought having some perspective on Social Security, why it was started, what it was intended to do, and what we can expect from it moving forward, I thought that would be a nice conversation. So let's start with the history. So how does Social Security get started? Well, if if you can imagine... Before the Industrial Revolution, we had people in the so in the 1700s, right, late 1700s, when the Industrial Revolution was starting. Before that, they were all on farms everywhere, okay. right? So people, so what did retirement look like? Retirement was you, you lived on a farm, basically. You you were responsible for growing your own foods, you know, sustaining your own life, and then also if there were older family members and things, everyone just kind of took care of each other. There was this kind of communal, all these small communities and things, and, and that's how people lived. Fair enough. And then the Industrial Revolution came, right? So factories, and now we were trying to mass produce things, and people were moving into the cities. Okay. And so what happened was in the in the 1930s, we had this huge influx then. Um, I'm sorry, even before that, it was it was 1890. Right. At that point, only 28 percent of people lived in cities. But by 1930, there were 56 percent. So what? But what happened with that was that then when people were ready to retire, so they'd been living on wages then and they were in the city. So they were more dependent. They were dependent on a wage. And when that wage wasn't there, there were so many people that went into poverty then. Okay. so. Mid 1930s, right? So, well, 1929, what happened, right? The the stock market crashed, the Great Depression started. So, the mid 30s, Roosevelt, then, when he was president, they came out with the Social Security Act. And that was to try and help people who then needed to retire. They needed to get out of the workforce, but they had no money. Okay. So, it was a way to just start to help people transition out of the workforce. and what and the and those were the three big things. The Industrial Revolution spurred that on, the urbanization of America where people were moving into the cities, and then the disappearance of the extended family because people weren't just caring for each other. They needed to have their own independent way of being able to support themselves. Okay. So that transitioned that. Um what happened was then it was designed for three reasons. One for people who were retired. So it was at least sixty two, but really at sixty five was when people were starting to draw it. But what's interesting is that the life expectancy at nineteen thirty for women, was only 62, and for men, was 58. Okay. So it's not like it was around for this long period of time for people. A lot of people never even saw it. Okay. So it, it wasn't this, I mean, at, in 1940 was the first time that there was a payment made. So they started this, and then they said, okay, then people started paying into it in 1940. So 1939, at the end of the year, people were filing for their Social Security. I love this because the first person to draw social security was ida may fuller <laughs> of vermont okay <laughs> and she paid in for two years and do you want to guess how much she put into the system how much she put in 24 dollars and 75 cents over the course of those two years <laughs> so she got her 24 dollars back so <laughs> the her first check was for 22 dollars <laughs> and 54 cents when she turned 65 in 1940 and do you know that she was an anomaly that that lady lived to be a hundred. Oh, wow. 
And okay. she collected $22,888 from Social Security <laughs> over her lifetime. She died in 1975. Isn't uh-huh. that a great story? Congratulations. She is. I mean, <laughs> isn't that great? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, that talk about a return on your investment. Right. Because she's one of the ones just like, oh, this is what you want. You right. know, we want it to be a present. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that it was interesting from that perspective just to go, if we could like use our way back machine and go back into history and have them going, well, here's this thing that you're going to start paying into. Right. But you'll probably never see it because we don't expect you to live that right. long. And now we're the opposite. We're going, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm going to live forever. Is yeah. that money going to be there for me in Social Security? Do it's you, a whole different yeah. conversation. Life expectancy over the last hundred years has risen by 30 years. Wow. Which is fantastic. Right. Due to a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Our healthcare, all sorts of things. We're healthier. We, we have all these different reasons for that. Yeah. But we do the told- Pilates. We do all <laughs> Absolutely. So we were talking. Mm-hmm. So... I looked back to 1940, so that's when Social Security first started paying out. So who do you think of celebrities were born in 1940? I thought this was so funny. Okay. I looked it up. Chuck Norris. Yes. John Lennon. Ringo Starr. Al Pacino. Martin Sheen. These are some of the people that that's when they were born. They were born wow. okay. the year that Social Security started. I thought that is so interesting. Just perspective, right? Just kind of looking at how just timing and history and and those are people that we're all familiar with. Right. So I just thought that's just very interesting. So and at that time, there were 16 people paying into Social Security for every one person that were collected. There were about 9 million people drawing when it first started. And okay. the, the U.S. had, I think it was about 132 million people at the time, somewhere around there. Okay. So, I mean, it was a, it was a smaller segment of the population. It was only about 7% of the population that started drawing on it. And a lot of people were starting to have pensions, too. Okay, so there was there was a double way for you to actually right. have so, that kind of security once you retire. There was there was a few. They really they thought that with a pension, with some social security, and if you had some of your own savings, people would be able to sustain their lifestyle. That right. At least. But now we have so many more people. So many more well, people. There's a few things, right? Not mm-hmm. only do we have so many more people. But how many people have pensions nowadays? Because yeah. if you fast forward, so what happened then too after the Great Depression? We had this boom. Yes. Right? Where we had all these baby boomers being born. Right. So that also is shifting the dynamics of what's going on right now because between 1946 and 1964, we had about 76 to 78 million babies that were born. And now it was starting in 2007. They were able to start filing for early retirement at six, for their age 62 when they started turning 62 in 08. So I remember reading articles and having these newspaper articles and things that we would read and kind of clip out and, and just and and save because it was this historical things that were happening because we knew that the baby boomers as they're retiring was going to start really impacting our social security system. Because you could see it kind of like a wave that was coming. Absolutely. I mean, every phase that the baby boomers went through in their lifetime, it's really impacted those industries. If you remember all the toy industries that boomed with the Mattels and things and all the, when they were growing up and look at all the toys that are coming back as they're having grandkids and things. And then the car industry boom. I mean, Mustangs. Mustangs were designed for that baby boomer generation that was coming into their young adult years and things and then minivans became big when the baby boomers were having families and things i mean the baby boomer generation has really impacted every single phase right and now they're they're at that retirement phase so part of this is part of the shift in the way that we started uh looking at the methodology for our uh retirement planning Mm -hmm. was because we knew we would have this swell of people retiring all at one time 
Well, this is really, yeah, I think there's been this evolution because it's interesting. 401ks came out in 1981. And what happened then is that a lot of companies then after that started shifting towards people having a 401k instead of a pension. Okay. So nowadays where back in, and again, when social security was first enacted, it was meant that you'd have social security, a pension and some savings where now most people don't have a pension. Some people do, but really most people don't. And they do have a 401k typically or some kind of retirement savings, but it's really social security and maybe some savings but those pensions really aren't there. So it's there's sometimes there's this missing piece for people. And that's why sometimes it's a little challenging. People got to understand where they're at and where there might be a gap. Okay. Well, we're going to cover that. We're going to help you figure out where you're at and how to fill that gap mm-hmm. when we get back here on The Mom Show. Does that make sense, Cassandra? Yes. And if you have a question, you can call us again. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon, joined by Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial, our financial advisor, branch manager, good friend, and talking all things to help you feel like you have that firm foundation you need to make good decisions with your money. And mm-hmm. uh, we've been going over was a very fascinating topic. I know that you were worried everybody's going to get bored about it, but it's not. <laughs> no, I think it's very interesting to talk about Social Security and to actually put a context and a history mm-hmm. to those two words that are just thrown around mm-hmm. and we just kind of go, uh, I feel like we almost hear Social Security so often in such a lack- lackadaisical way that you just dismiss it. And sure. so for you to say, go, oh, no, it really is worth having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Here's why it started. Here's some fascinating things that happened regarding it. And here's what we can kind of look forward to as we get into that age and what right. we are doing with it. So I think it's fantastic. So if you have a question, you can call here at the mom show. The number is 651-641-1071 at 651-641-1071. So we talked about the history mm-hmm. of social security. So where are we present day So, well, we're in an interesting point because like we said in the beginning, when it was first developed, there were 16 people contributing to every one person drawing. And now we are at a point where, I mean, our our country is about 325 million people Mm -hmm. and it's estimated by 2035, we'll have about 90 people drawing. So that's almost to that 25% mark where we were at a 7% were who were drawing when it was started. It's really, it's, it's really evolved, right? So there's, it's there now, okay, so there's no issues now, but they are, they're projecting because there's, 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 it's difficult when you have so many people drawing and not as many people contributing. Right. So by 2035, they are expecting that there could be some challenges and there might have to be some adjustments at minimum. Okay. So what are some of the possible adjustments? Because no one knows. There's no crystal ball for what they would change at this point. But some of the adjustments, it could be either a lowered amount that you would see, um, possibly pushing out the, the age of full retirement a little bit further. I mean, right now you can go on and I think we were going to we were going to post the Social Security website. So if you go yes. to www.ssa.gov, that will take you. And there's so much information if you have if you want to dig into this, if you're like me and you find this at all interesting, <laughs> I mean, it does. It impacts all of us, right? But, and by the way, too, oh, I have a great resource guide that if anyone wants it emailed to them, 
like email or get get in touch with the show here yes. or find or get my contact information or go to Moms Talk Money on Facebook and I can send that to you. It is a great resource and it goes through some of the examples we're going to talk about about different strategies for filing because when you're at that point and you're ready to file and you go to Social Security office, they are not there to help you with strategy. Right? They are there to say, okay, Miss Shannon, so what are you doing? How old are you? And you're filing now, and, and they go get the questions right. Exactly, that's how it is. Right? They're mm-hmm. not going to say, oh, do you know though that you could do it this way and you could actually end up with this much more did you know that they're not there to do that really if they do help you a little that's great but that's not why they're there and that's another good reason to talk to a financial planner because when we're talking about social security it is such a complex issue because Mm -hmm. there's multiple reasons why you would want to get this information now because maybe you are already at that point where you are about to go and start you know because we have such a broad spectrum of my talkers so there might be some people that are about to go and and drop in there to to sign up for themselves Mm -hmm. or they're dealing with a scenario where they have a parent that is in that age Mm -hmm. so they're going to go help mom or dad or uncle John go and get his social security. So that's going on. But I think that we're also at that point that a lot as parents, people forget that that impacts you if you have a kid that might have a disability or Mm -hmm. a loved one that has a disability. So there's so many reasons that you could be impacted by social security and who technically could get paid for it. And there's, I mean, paid by it. Right. And there's different thresholds for all of these things. There are. And that lot, that's all on their website. Mm -hmm. And what's neat is, is if you have questions, because they used to, in the early 2000s, they started sending out those paper statements right? right we all used to get i got them yeah i mean everyone got them when they were even people in their 20s which, right what do you think a 20 year old's going to do with their estimated social security statement right i remember getting it and then going i don't even know if can is this one of those things i can throw away or does this have all my stuff on it that people can follow me around and steal right. things from me right. i just panicked when i got it right so if you <laughs> stopped getting those statements it's because that you're under 60 okay <laughs> which is probably smart on their part that they're not wasting all the postage and paper and printing right right so but you can go online and you can go Create a lo- and login if you've not done that. And then you can see your estimated Social Security amount at any time. So you can go and do that on the website. But once you turn 60, they're going to start sending you every single year. They're going to send you a paper statement or electronically if you are if you sign up for that. Right. Um, but otherwise, I think it's every five years now, which so thank goodness they're saving money there. But what, what you can see is your estimated amount. Um, and now let's let's say that you're 60 now and you're kind of on that path of what should I do? When should I start drawing? So who's 60 out in the celebrity world? Um, If you were born in 1958, you are joined by Madonna. Nice. Mark Cuban. Shark. Gotta love Shark Tank, mm -hmm. right? And of course, Kevin Bacon, who we're all connected to somehow. (laughs) A little bit. Six degrees away. (laughs) I kind of hope that Kevin Bacon and Mark Cuban and all these people are not going to be taking everybody else's social security. (laughs) Right. I know they could, but could you imagine if I found oh. out they were getting it? Like, well, they've I, been paying in too, though, right? That's true. That's I the guess only they thing. It. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, not. I'm not saying they need it, but they've been paying into it too. We all do, right? How do we? So, so you say we all do. Mm-hmm. How does it get taken out of your check? That's Where a good does question. It come from? So, if you see on your, if you're employed and you're W two, yes. You are paying, they kind of lump it together. It's they, Sometimes it's called a payroll tax, but then you're paying seven point, what is it? Seven point six five. It's somewhere around there. It's over, right. it's a little over 7% mm-hmm. that you're paying and that's your portion of it. Right. And then your employer pays the other portion of it. 
because it's seven point six five. Yes, and they and that's that's Social Security and Medicare. Okay, so they lump that together. Now, if you're self-employed, you're paying that whole fifteen whatever percent is all coming from you. Then, so if you're a ten ninety nine kind mm-hmm. of employee, so right. where do they get that? So so every so is it that when I do my taxes, yep, they go that'll okay. be part of what you owe. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So so that's all factored in, and then that's where it came. It comes from. All right. Um, but that's only on the first hundred and what is it, hundred and twenty eight thousand or something like that um, of your income above that. They don't draw Social Security tax on it. OK, so it's only on that portion. So if I make more than one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, I'm then only you're getting, good. OK, <laughs> <laughs> goals. That's all I need is goals, Cassandra. That's all I'm asking that's, for. That's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. I need to get to that threshold. Right. <laughs> so there's different ways to draw. Right. Okay. So. If you get to the point where you're 62, you can start taking early Social Security. Now, depending on your age, and again, you can go on the site and find out what your full retirement age would be. And if you're if you were born after 1960, it's going to be 67. Okay, that's what everyone's full retirement age is as of now. Again, right. that could change in the future. But as, if you're born after 60, if you're born before that, then they drop it back like a few months, a few months for each year. All so right. there's some there's some variance there. But but basically, you figure out what your full retirement age is. But at 62, you could start drawing early. It's going to be a reduced amount. Right. So if you don't need it necessarily, it may or may not make sense to take it then. Right. When my mom hit that level, because my mom's in her 60s, when she mm-hmm. hit that level, she was like, I'm not going to do that yet. It didn't mm-hmm. make sense for her and her husband for her to do that yet. So they held right. on for a little while. Right. Which, again, depending on people's situation, there have been some people that I've said, I think I would probably start taking it now. And there have been others that I've said, no, if you can hold off because you have this, this or this, or if you can keep working at least part time right. to cover your minimal expenses right, right now. So her husband's still working, even though he's yeah. older than she is. And so they're like, ah, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe Maybe we'll save it for when he retires, retires. And that's another good point, because if you are still working, they really um, they limit what you can earn. Otherwise, you start to get taxed on your Social Security that you're taking if it's okay. early. So you can't make more than oh, what is that? It's like 17000 a year. Um if you're before your full retirement age, okay. if you're working, um, otherwise they'll start to tax your social security. So you'll get an even more reduced amount than you're already getting reduced. Right. So again, it has to make sense, but for some people it can make sense still. It just right. depends. So let's say then you get to your full retirement age. Um, by the way, those that are 62 now that, that could potentially start drawing Joe Montana. <laughs> Go get it, Joe. Yeah. Bob Saget. <laughs> Wow. Maybe Full House is not still paying the bills. Right. right? And his comedy. <laughs> you know, maybe right. that he does do his comedy still, but maybe he needs to get a little extra yep. check. Tom Hanks, Mel Gibson, Gina Davis. Like, it, it's interesting, I think, to think Again, about those these people are great being goals, at Social though. Security yes. age, right? Yes. So they could be drawing early Social Security if they really needed those checks right now. They'll be okay. turning 62 this year. And just as a heads up, so let's say that you're someone who started drawing early and you're right now listening and you say, you know what, maybe I should have waited. If you're within 12 months and you filed early before your full retirement age, you actually can go back and change your mind one time. They give okay. you one do over, but you have to pay the money back that they've given you. Okay. And you can only do that once. And it has to be before full retirement age that you've done it. So you can start and stop one time. One time. You can't just go, ah, and then change your mind. It has to be within the 12 months, though, of starting it. Okay. So let's say you just turned 62 a few, you know, this year and you just started drawing it. Maybe you're only in one or two months. And now you realize, you know what? I could have waited and gotten that much more. Right. I'm going to pay back the couple thousand or whatever it is. You could do that. Okay. 
All right. So many things that we have to cover in this. There so, are. Mm-hmm. And so, so what else do you want to go on to next? Because we're going to go to break. And so what what what's the next nugget of Social Security goodness you want to cover, Cassandra? Well, I, I think it would be interesting to talk about who is at full retirement age now and what does it mean if you actually wait? What could that mean for you monetarily? All right. We'll do that and take your questions. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial here on The Mom Show. It's the mom show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon, joined from Clear Step Financial with Cassandra Brazier, our financial advisor and branch manager. And we can't project the, the future just like we can't project what the weather is going to do. But we can give you some foundations and some information that can help you make some wise decisions for you and your family financially. So we've been talking about Social Security. And a lot of our favorite stars out there are getting to the point that they could start getting social security which right. i think is very it, it's it's fun but it also makes you feel a little old where it's like oh my gosh it's <laughs> happening to them too because like there are some actors because we're to the point we're gonna we're talking about people that are like 66 this right year is what right we're they're getting to their full retirement age so they can start drawing that full retirement benefit which, like a yeah. lot of people in the news right now like uh beyonce was at she's at coachella and everybody is like beyonce gives me life but her dad matthew He's he could retire. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, look, your daughter's doing well. Just take your money, Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he should retire. Live the good life. That'll be fine for him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know you look at the ones that are right now at that point where they're Mm -hmm. full retirement age. So these are people they were born in 1952. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be they're at that point. So sting. Mark yes. Harmon, who watches NCIS? Everybody. NCIS. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. Mark Harmon. Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. He I know. Can, we yeah, he doesn't need that money. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he may or may not be able to draw that money. So, um, Tony Danza. Oh, my gosh. All these from the past. Are, right? are America's dads out there right. are all retirement age. Right. Exactly. So, and, and Social Security, what they do is they look at your, your top 35 income earning years. Okay. They have all these really, really, uh, <laughs> they're complex calculations that they use. I mean, you can go online and read about it. You need to be at least 10 years in the workforce, but basically like the max amount that you'd be able to get if you were at that top point would be about $2,700 a month. Okay. So that's about $33,000 a year. All right. Um, It's not, I mean, it's not, it's, it's, you know what I mean? If this is all you have, yes, you you can maybe make that work, but it might not be the lifestyle that you were imagining. And so again, that's this year, what you had mentioned is you were saying that when they set up Social Security, it was supposed to be part of like a three piece, a puzzle. bigger picture. So right. it was here's Social Security at the pension. time, a pension and then a little money of your right, own. Right. Right. And hopefully you've put some stuff aside. Right. Right. So not all the eggs are in one basket. Um, right now, though, what's interesting is that even though. The, the maximum amount is 2700 If you look at the average, what people are actually getting paid, single people are average. The retiree is getting about 1400 a month. Okay. A married couple, about 2300 And if you're on disability insurance, it's about 1100 1200 a month. So it's, it's, again, it's not maybe what you might have envisioned it would be. It all depends on what your income is and how much has been paid in and so forth. And a few weeks ago, we did the calculation of what it would be like to live on different dollar amounts and mm-hmm. different de- decades of your life. Mm-hmm. That's usually not the lifestyle that you want when you're retiring right. is that to be able to survive on just Social Security alone. Right, right, exactly. So it's it's really important to to look at that in the context of what you what you might be envisioning for your retirement. Right. Because it might, once you actually get there, that's not when you want to take a look and say, oh, this isn't what, what I am was I gonna do? hoping for. 
And again, we did say that was a very complicated uh, calculation. All of the information will be on My Talk 1071, a keyword mom show, MyTalk1071.com. My mm-hmm. We'll sure put it on the Moms Talk Money page as well. Yes. But just for everybody else out there, it is SSA.gov, SSA.gov. Mm-hmm. So don't think you, you don't have to have this math calculation no. in your head. No. <laughs> There's no test at the no. end of the show. <laughs> no. It, it's it's interesting though, but so and then you can also another strategy is that you can delay, and we'll talk about a few different specific ways and how that works. But if you delay your social security till age seventy, yes. that's the most that you could do. I mean, once you're past age seventy, they don't continue to increase it. That's where okay. they stop increasing is once you get to seventy. But between your whatever your full retirement age and seventy, it increases about eight percent every year. Okay, so if you look at that in the context of if it were money you were setting aside or saving and it were growing at 8%. I mean, that increases your income then at age 70 by 32%. Okay. So whereas now you would be getting about, what was it, $2,700 a month. If you waited till 70, you'd be getting about $3,600 a month. So if you can keep that, I have a part-time job. I have something in my mm-hmm. strategy where I don't have to take full Social Security, anything, trying to push it, especially with, with, as we said, and we'll knock on wood for everybody out there and hope that they are blessed with a longer lifespan. You might be able to do all of these things a little longer. Sure. And again, it doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't. They're different strategies. Depends on what your goal is. If you're married, if you're unmarried, if you're concerned about maximizing your Social Security benefits for a spouse, for your survivor. Those are all things that play into a role. But so the people who are at 70 now, who do you think those celebrities are that were born in 1948? Oh, my gosh. I'm ready. Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. I know. He looks great, doesn't he? He looks great, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. He looks, he looks less great, but that's his fault. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Stevie Nicks. She does Fleetwood look amazing. Mass, yes. right? So those She's are about just, to go back out on tour. I, I mean, know. people are... At 70. That's pretty busy. good. Maybe, maybe she was waiting and wants to maximize her Social Security <laughs> right. benefits. She's like, let's hit the road, everybody. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that, that's what... If you, if you were to wait till that point. So now I want to give you a few examples of how this could work. So let's say that you're Cindy Lauper and she's at full retirement age. Okay. She's married, husband David. So let's say she's been the higher income earner, yes. right? Whichever spouse has been the higher income earner. And then David, let's say his social security was significantly less for whatever reason. He could, if she starts drawing, whenever she starts drawing, if, let's say it's at her full retirement age, he could file for 50% of her benefits if those are greater than what he would have gotten. Okay. So a spouse once the other spouse files, could file for 50%. That's one strategy, potentially. Now, if something were to happen to Cindy, then his payment would step up to what hers was. Okay, so does it swap out? Mm -hmm. Okay, so whoever... His would go away. His half would go away, 50%, and then he would start getting her bigger amount. Okay. So that's what happens with with a spouse, when you have a spouse. So the survivor gets the the higher benefit. Is there a rule that says how long they needed to be married? Is you know, kind of thing. That's a good question okay. too. So and that and and we're going to get to some really good scenarios on that. And so they do need to be married if someone passes away at least nine months, unless okay. it's an accident. Okay. Which could be potential. I mean, there's all these, right? If it's this, but then if that, right. but then if you did this. Mm-hmm. So it's there's so <laughs> circumstantial. So you do want to know some of those things. But and I'm going to get to something that's really interesting on divorces. Um, but first, there's another scenario too that if both people are earning about half. Yes. Or I mean, sorry, about the same. If right. they're earning about the same, one spouse can draw, the other spouse can wait on their own. And draw half of their spouses. Okay. And then wait till they get to be 70 
and start then switch over to their own. Another reason why you want to have a good financial advisor by the time you're in there, because I, I really don't want to be thinking about this by myself when right. I'm 69. Or, this may or may not make sense to everyone, but there's all these different scenarios. Um, so let's just quickly get into the divorce side of it, because I think yes. this is really interesting. Um, and, oh, I wanted to make sure we mentioned if you're born before 1954, there's other some also special circumstances that could apply. We don't have time to get into all those, but there's specific things that would apply from a divorce standpoint. If you were married... For at least 10 years. So John Lithgow, for example. Yes. He was married 14 years the first marriage. Then he got married a second time. Both Which his wife? Sp- yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Both his spouses. If you're married at least 10 years, oh. you can draw on an ex-spouse, but you can't be remarried. Okay. So if you end up just saying, I'm living the single life for the rest of it. He was, you know, he, yep. you know, I, I wore out all my wanting to be married on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wore, I, <laughs> I used it all up. I no longer want to be married, but that's I can right. still tap into that. So that's cool. All right. So, yeah. So someone though, I thought that was so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Someone could have been married like 10 years, divorced, 10 years, div- right? Yeah. There could be three or four people drawing on the same person's spousal benefits. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I mean, we have a very interesting system. But anyway, so those are some of the things. Lisa Marie Presley was born or she was married four times. So only the last one was 10 10 years. years. Okay. All right. Quick question from the caller. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Somebody called in and asked about cohabitation. Is there anything in place with Social Security uh, for people who are technically cohabitating? So as far as I know, there's not yet. But I... (sighs) That's a tough one because they don't, if you're not legally married, I don't think there would be the survivor benefits there. Okay. Um, but that's a good question and don't, don't take that, right? That, that may or may not be the case, but I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything yet on that, but I do know, again, some of the laws are changing as far as I've heard with the attorneys talking about, right? Right. With child support and some other things. So that could be coming. I don't know though, but that's not something I've heard about yet. Thank you, Sonny. I feel like I didn't. Ha- I feel like she said she had more words, <laughs> but I tried to. I know we're. I know we're we wrapping summed up. up. Yes, <laughs> that was a Perfect. good question, yes. though. But there are. Yeah. So if survivor benefits, right? Married jointly. Yeah. It, it's usually for married couples, but that's a good question. And we are not suggesting that as your retirement strategy, you just hurry up and and get married to somebody else out there. Right. If you're sixty nine right. and a half, <laughs> or don't get married, or whatever. I mean, we're not giving marital advice here. No. This is all specifically financial. We advice. hope you all find love out there and that the money does not have anything to do with but we do encourage you to go to the mom's talk money facebook page make sure you like that it has some great information there it'll also tell you about the brand new estate planning event that is still coming up at Clearstep financial so get all of that and again your website is www.